welcome to Three's Company 2, a rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Joss Richard, and this is the podcast where every week I will be joined by a special guest who either loves Three's Company, hates it, or has never even heard of it, and together we'll review an episode of the classic sitcom. Today we're talking about season three, episode four, The Fast, and it is my pleasure to introduce our special guest for today. Leslie Arfin is a comedy writer, author, and host of Filling the Void podcast. She has also written on HBO's Girls, no big deal, love that show, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and co-created the Netflix show Love with Judd Apatow, which is one of my favorite shows ever, so I'm kind of fangirling right now. Hi, Leslie. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? I'm uh, That's good. very nice. You're not really fangirling. No, I am. It, that's kind I love, of I love that show. I love that show so much mm. that I just want to thank you for creating it because it brings me oh. so much joy. I'm so glad. Yeah. I mean, I, you're welcome. I feel like I had so little to do with it big picture wise, but there were so many great writers and Judd was amazing and Paul, of course, and Gillian and our whole cast. When I discovered the show, I watched it when it first aired and I became obsessed with Paul because I thought he was so funny. And then when I found out the two of you were married, I was like, okay. (laughs) Power couple. <laughs> <laughs> a girl can dream. I mean, yeah, Paul Paul and I are a power couple in some people's minds, I guess. <laughs> you are. You are. You are in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but look, to me, you are a power couple. <laughs> well, thank you kindly. Yes. It's we're powerful behind closed doors as well, let me tell you. I want to thank you because you have taken the time out of your day to not only watch an episode, but now sit here and talk about it with me. And I actually don't know. I usually save this question for when we're recording, but what is your knowledge of Three's Company? What made you say yes to joining this podcast today? Well, what made me say yes, one, is that it's not, it wasn't really like a hard thing for me to do is to like say yes to be on somebody's podcast. Plus I have my own podcast and I know like how it is and but also, I've, you know, I've been watching, I, I watched Three's Company growing up. Like, I I know a lot. I have very strong feelings about Three's Company, but I've, I mean, I don't watch it anymore, but I, I grew up with it. What about you, by the way? Three's Company is my comfort show. I mm-hmm. grew up watching it when I was probably not even old enough to talk. It was one of those things where my dad taped all the episodes on VHS because it would play mm-hmm. on... TBS Superstation <laughs> back when, right, and right. I would just sit there and watch it. I all of the sexual innuendos obviously went over my head. Mm-hmm. I watch this show all the time. It's one of my favorite shows ever, and I just feel mm-hmm. like why not talk about it with other people and see <laughs> if it holds up, you know? <laughs> and when you were watching it, I, I mean, how old are you? Or or when when you were watching it, how old were you? I don't want to like... So I'm in my early 30s now. I was okay. probably... In the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. I was right. in the 90s, a child. When did it... What was, what year did it wrap? Do you remember? 84. Yeah. So being born in 79, I watched it when, I, when it was on TV. Oh, wow. But I didn't... It wasn't one of my go-to shows. You know, it was one of those shows and I, wa- I watched it... Because it was either on 
before something I wanted to watch or more likely it was on immediately after something that I watched every week. So it was probably, it was probably an 8.30 show. Mm -hmm. And I probably had a show that I love to watch at eight, um, Silver Spoons or Who's the Boss or, or, or something a little bit earlier than that. Uh, Give Me a Break or Kate and Alley or something. I'm mm-hmm. trying to think because I grew up watching TV. But I, Three's Company was, you know, probably, so it, when did it start? 77. Okay, yeah. So it wasn't really made for my age group. Mm-hmm. That said, I never liked Three's Company and I still don't. In fact, this is going to really disappoint you, and I'm so sorry because no, this is your comfort sorry. show. Don't say sorry. I know how important a comfort show is, and I want you to like hold that close and snuggle with it because I fucking hate Three's Company. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I mean, here's what. Uh, yeah, I, I, expand. I would love. No, let's 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 unpack this. I mean, I can. I don't want to start off super negative. Like I can tell you what I think is great about the show. No, you don't have to sugarcoat it. We'll go into the episode. Okay. Usually people who don't like the show are people that have watched it for the first time that have come onto the podcast and have Uh, no context. I never liked it. And why is that? Because when, well, when I was very, very young, I didn't like it because I probably thought it was a little bit boring because I didn't get the sexual innuendos. But then- then when I got older and it was on reruns, and I remember there was a time during the 90s, like, you know, the 90s were, for, for everything that everybody knows and, and, like, loves about the 90s and, like, Y2K and ravers, nostalgia was very, very big in the 90s. And so, especially with Gen X, and they were the people who were in their 20s and, and late teens in the 90s. And so, like... So suddenly there was like this 70s sort of resurgence of like pop culture in 90s pop culture. And it became sort of like this quote unquote ironic love for shows like Three's Company. I, you know, I'm sure it was ironic to 20 year olds, but in high school, not really understanding probably what irony was. I tried because like I had fr- I had bands that like would write my, like my best friend's band, like would write songs. Like they had a song called groovy man. That was all about Mr. Furley. And like Mr. Furley's an icon. The show is iconic. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, but I always found it to be a, not really funny, but there, there are funny moments. I'll say that mm-hmm. slightly. Uh, I thought I found it to be very, very frustrating because the entire premise of every episode from what I can recall, is based around uh, frustration, right? Mm -hmm. That's the driving movement for the story is somebody is a lack of communication. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not asking everything to be like real life. Cheers is an amazing show. It's a perfect TV show, but it's not like real life. Right. The thing that drives every episode of, of Three's Company is like, a misunderstanding, mm-hmm. you know, in this case, it was a little of Janet not being able to tell Jack the news because he kept talking over her. Yeah. Everybody always thinks like, oh my God, Jack is sleeping with Mrs. Roper. 
no, they're obviously not. It's a misunderstanding. If you just asked him, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So I just felt like there were these really hokey kind of fake premises that would really drive me crazy. And, and that is very typical for like, you know, a late seventies or, or just pretty much like any kind of like seventies or early eighties sitcom. Right. Until, you know, TV kind of evolved probably. You're completely right. It's, it's a farce. It's not, it's not Mm -hmm. very well written. Honestly, each episode is very hokey and I'm also a huge fan of cheers. And I can acknowledge that the two are both great, but completely different formulas. And Cheers is objectively an incredible And that's like an evolution of TV. And and this show is like very 70s to me. Mm -hmm. And I can't think of another show from the 70s, a comedy, that I'm like, oh my God, they just don't do it like they used to. Like people are like Saturday Night Live, the original cast. I'm like really that shit is like not funny like at all the original cast sucked no just kidding (laughs) they're great that that's the thing I would say about this show is that the performances are very good the Mm -hmm. cast is very good obviously that's their saving grace I'd say that and like um the aesthetic like the style the girl's style yeah their characters they're they're really good actors Mm -hmm. all together there's great chemistry but other than that, not good writing. All men. Surprise, mm-hmm. surprise. Which was very interesting for this episode. Exactly. <laughs> hmm very, very much so. The episode this episode starts off with Chrissy eating, eating. She's eating. Uh-huh. And she's eating her 13th peanut butter sandwich cracker situation. Quick question. That isn't like a recurring characteristic trait of Chrissy, is it? No, that she loves to eat. Right. It's just this episode. Okay. I, I figured that. I just wanted to double check. I do appreciate the fact that someone who looks like Chrissy loves to eat because I feel like that maybe you let me know what right? you think, but I feel like that maybe wasn't common, especially in the 70s. It was more about diet culture. Well, there is a comment later on in the episode mm-hmm. that I don't know if you caught. And we can get, we can, I'll talk about it when we get there. But yeah, I mean, it's great to see somebody who is, you know, perfect looking and, or, or, you know, looks like a Barbie doll, can't stop eating. I also noticed it on, I don't know if you ever watched The Nanny, but Fran Drescher's Mm -hmm. character was always eating cakes Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, which I thought was very interesting. So the doorbell rings and we meet Grace and we find out that she's an old girlfriend. She's looking for Jack, but she just missed him. Grace is horny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she mm-hmm. she wants Jack for one thing. And Janet knows this information. Now Jack comes home. Okay, so he gets mad at Chrissy for eating these peaches. Very mad. So Chrissy's eating like a bunch of peaches on a plate. And Jack, she, and Janet's like, don't. Jack wanted to make those for a cobbler. And she's like, whatever. I thought that this was he was he was overreacting for a yes. peach melba because a peach melba was is a dessert. So y- right. <laughs> y'all are still going to eat dinner. Don't act like you're going to starve. You can also go get more peaches. It will take you five minutes. He's mad because she's a compulsive eater, which yes. has never ever come up. No, <laughs> for sake of this episode. Right. <laughs> and then it turns into a larger conversation of how 
women have no self-control. And now this Mm -hmm. is the theme that we get into because now him and Janet have this back and forth while Chrissy is just sitting there eating peaches, but have this back and forth of how men actually don't have self-control and the two of them are battling it out. What did you think of this overall theme? I thought it was stupid. <laughs> no, I love I love your honest thoughts. I thought it, 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 it's a made up, it just, I thought it was stupid because it is not a real conceit. It's made up because they don't have any ideas or this is like the, this is an idea that they could run with. Like Chrissy is not a compulsive eater. She just was like hungry and eating a lot. Jack is a horny dude. Is he a sex addict? I don't know. That's like, a, if she, like, is he a compulsive sex ma- person? Like, that's a darker issue. We, they don't get into that. The battle of wills, though, like self-control, you can give up sex. Like, you can't give up food. No. <laughs> it's like so not a real thing. <laughs> when, it's not a real thing. And then when they decide, they decide to essentially bet who can last longer, men or women, and Janet offers up Chrissy and says that Chrissy can go longer without food than you can go without women. And I have problems with her offering up Chrissy. Yes, of course. She's pimping Chrissy out. That seems like probably it's more of a recurring theme, but it makes sense for the episode for her to do that. I don't think Chrissy would volunteer. It had to be Janet's brainchild. It had to be her thing. Mm -hmm. There had to be somebody who was like in charge. Yes. And it's always going to be Janet, who is the, you know, voice of reason character. So you watched the show growing up, so you're familiar with the characters. When you think of Three's Company, because there are three different eras of blonde mm-hmm. roommates. Right. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. <laughs> do you think of the Suzanne Summers years or do you think of the later seasons? No, the Suzanne Summers years, which is weird because I probably watched it more in the later years, but... I think Suzanne Summers is an iconic Chrissy. Mm-hmm. That could also just be because of culture, culture, cultural references. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Was Terry better? I like Terry better. I feel like Chrissy became – did you watch Friends? That's my comfort show. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so you know how Joey gets more dumb yeah. throughout the seasons? That's what they did to Chrissy. Like at there's a certain point where Chrissy – truly cannot function but I think now she's very naive like the dumb blonde naive like Rose from Golden Girls she's still like making jokes that make sense yes and then she gets like she has like these pigtails later and she has these big eyes and just has this crazy clown voice I have no idea what happens to her yikes yeah (laughs) okay interesting also when Joey got dumber on Friends by the way I mean Mm -hmm. I there's got to be a podcast about Friends too probably but mm-hmm. I could fucking talk about that show all day. But <laughs> Joey getting dumber only made it better. It only made the show funnier. I mean, I think the later seasons of Friends are are the best ones. I agree. I like the later seasons too. It is but, weird for me to watch a season one of Friends because I'm like, oh, Joey's just doing things. Yeah, like he's normal. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got dumber as the seasons progressed. And it there each character has their season to shine. I, we won't go into it, Friends Tangent, but it is a really good show. It is funny. If you watch TV shows like this, Three's Company, and you see that this is like a contest. It's a very simple premise. 
And it's a very simple premise and it's used. I mean, there's a whole Seinfeld episode called The Contest. Mm -hmm. There's a love episode that I stole from Friends. These TV shows from the 70s that like I talk a lot of shit about. I mean, people use those episodes and just regurgitate and copy them. That's it's weirder if you work in TV and you don't do that. Just, right. just a little fun fact for you. Yeah. <laughs> now we go downstairs to the Ropers. Mm-hmm. And we have, I mean, I'm sure you remember that the Ropers just have one note. It's constantly how Mrs. Roper and Mr. Roper don't have sex. Right. And by the way, I know that Mrs. Roper is supposed to be old, but she looks like she's 38. Like, she looks so young. She put her put anybody in a in a muumu and like suddenly they're seventy, but like she's so pretty. Yeah, I don't think I ever really noticed that about her. I didn't notice older people when I was young. I guess I think it's because Mister Roper feels very old to me. That together yeah. they're just like they're An old seventy couple. years old, <laughs> right? In what 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 year was this episode from? Seventy nine. Yeah, some of the earlier episodes. I mean, she's really beautiful and she looks mm-hmm. very young. I agree. And it's actually a wig that she's wearing. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. beautiful, blonde. But someone brought this up the other day, one of the pre- previous episodes. But do you find this funny, the whole this man is not sleeping with his wife? No. And it's also, it's very, you know, that's what Married with Children took from this show. Possibly, probably. I'm sure that there were some of the same writers, you know, but no, it's an, it's very like any kind of joke that is just one note is going to remain that way. We're back upstairs and this battle has been going on for like 24 hours and Chrissy is only drinking water, mm-hmm. which, oh my God, when she's like, think of how good you'll look. I'm like, I don't know. That's what I was talking about. So you were like, it's good to see women eating. And I'm like, yeah, well, they're always eating, but then Janet says, oh, like, think about how amazing you'll look or whatever by starving yourself. And it's like, mm, this yeah. is, and then I looked at, I'm like, this episode has an all-male staff. When it first started, I was like, maybe there was a woman in the room. Maybe. No, no. there was not. And we we have this back and forth of Jack trying to tempt Chrissy, them tempting Jack. It's, you know, it's classic formula for the contest Mm -hmm. and then grace enters and she's horny jack's horny now jack knows that grace is in town so the stakes are higher later that night jack is trying to sneak out and janet is sleeping outside right (laughs) my god stop him but also it's like my i i was like why doesn't she want him to lose but then i'm like oh because He's going to sneak out and then sneak back in without her knowing. Mm -hmm. Such an easier way to do that, you know, like set up a bell on the door. Right. Right. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Set your alarm clock for like midnight or whatever. This is, this is reaching. So I personally love Jack and Janet. They are Mm -hmm. my ship. I, I think the two of them have amazing (laughs) chemistry. Yes. I I was I know the writers obviously didn't put much thought into this, but I thought that this was more of a Jack and Janet episode versus a Jack and Chrissy episode. I was just yeah. wondering why is Janet so adamant on battling him? Yeah, 
I, I understand how you could think that mm-hmm. because they do have really great chemistry, but the bottom line is that they, those guys who wrote the episode were not, there's, they didn't, they, they didn't have, not only were they probably like incapable of like getting there, but they didn't have time. Like these yeah. shows aired the second after the script was done. Probably, I don't know. I, it wasn't live. It was a multicam. Fast turnaround. Yes, multicam. They're they gotta get them done, and they thought it was a funny bit to see Janet outside in front of the door in a sleeping bag rather than have a little bell that rings. Right. Was it a funny right. bit? No, in my opinion, it wasn't. That's the thing. Now, the, I'm I'm willing to forgive all the dumbest storylines in the world for like a genuine laugh. Don't get me wrong. Like I love dumb comedy. I don't need, I'm not like, I only watch British comedy or not that that's like the smartest comedy, but I don't know. I'm trying to think of something. (laughs) No, like I, I fucking love dumb jokes if they are funny. I just didn't think it was that funny, but it wasn't, it was meant to be funny, and I'm sure people thought it was funny at the time. I don't know who those people were, but again, people were stupider. <laughs> I'm totally ripping apart your comfort zone. No, I love it. I love it. There, We've had guests who definitely hate the show, so don't feel bad. But did you find the part where Chrissy was sneaking out to have ice funny even though she wasn't going to be she wasn't intending to eat ice she only had ice because she saw jack but did you find that funny i mean i thought it was funny ish because i think that i think that you know john ritter is like such a great physical comedian so is suzanne summers like they they did they made an an unfunny bit the funniest it could be maybe with with the material given did you laugh out loud? Were you? Did you genuinely think it was funny? No, I didn't find it was funny. I found that bit better than Janet being yes. at the door, though. Me too. The next scene, I found this part stupid where Mrs. Roper comes upstairs and tries to hypnotize Chrissy and instead it, hypnotizes yeah, her, that's, Mr. So Roper. That's the, the C story, and it was stupid because – it was like a book about how to be romantic. She said she was reading. Instead of eating, you should read. And I'm reading yes. this great book about how to put more romance in your life. Yeah, it was like how to make your husband a part or partner a better lover, something like that. Yeah. And then one of the chapters was hypnosis. Mm-hmm. When she sits down with Mr. Roper and she's like, a man or a husband should know that his wife is a beautiful person and the relationship they have is unbreakable. What do you think of that? What do you think of that, Stanley? It's like, what? Like, that's how you're trying to, like, seduce him? In her defense, she has tried everything for the past three seasons. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, except for divorce. (laughs) But that's to come, isn't it? Don't they split up? No, they have a spinoff called The Ropers, and it's oh, just God. that, but the for the entire 25 Jesus minutes. fucking Christ. <laughs> I did have a laugh in the last scene. When he tricks closer. her. Yeah. Yes, because he laughs. Oh. When I see people laugh on TV, it brings me joy. Okay. <laughs> we got I, a laugh, I, everyone. We got one laugh. <laughs> no, you know what? There was another part that I laughed, and I, I – 
I can't remember off the top of my head. And I did take notes and I was like, did I just laugh or was I like, was I just trying to anyway? The girls are trying to taunt Jack by singing, singing, saying grace before breakfast. Grace actually shows up. And at the same time, Jack brings out a chocolate cake for Chrissy, which is her ultimate. Yeah. It's just chaos right now because Grace is there and she's, she made me feel uneasy. I don't know. Yes, because she was a very bad actress. Yes. So the way that she was delivering her lines was very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. It was really weird. She was like, Jack, I can't take it anymore. It was so weird. She's like, I need you. Like, (laughs) I overhear sometimes my kid watching kids YouTube, which is like kids from Germany testing out toys. And it's absolutely insane and ridiculous. And I hear them act. And and that's what she sounded like. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about how men and women or women have no willpower. Men have no willpower. This woman, Grace, literally had no intention of just hanging out with Jack. She came to see him for one reason. And and the minute he says, my back is out, or he threw his back out, she was like, that's it. And she leaves. Yeah. Which is also like, yeah. And he was like, you can massage it. And she just leaves. It's like, well, he probably can still get it up if that's all you really want. Also, there was a part where the minute he sees Grace, he goes, the bet is off. And Mm -hmm. now that was an interesting turn. It could not, let me restate that. That could have been a very interesting turn had they actually run with that, right? So instead she's like, he's like, the bet is off. And then Chrissy's like, thank God. And he's like, thank God. And, and Janet's like, no, 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 no. Like, okay. Like you go first then like you can eat Chrissy, but Jack's going to go first. And so then it was still back. It was a reset back to the, but what if Jack said the bed is off and and lost it right in the middle of the episode, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hmm, where are you going to go from here? I should have had like a better pitch for this. But like, I feel like a modern TV show would like take that opportunity mm-hmm. and like add the, make the stakes higher. I, bets off, like you win, fine. Right. And then what if Grace was like, didn't want to hook up with him and just wanted to go on a date? Yeah. And he like actually had to use self-control or I don't know. I mean, I guess that makes it a little bit more (laughs) serious, but it doesn't have to be. Right. And I think that's the difference between shows written back then that are just doing things for the sake of comedy because and also no real character development. Right. Yeah. I did like the line. I didn't like the line, but it was. Oh, I had two lines that I wrote down that I liked, but tell me yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Okay, let's see if ours match up. At the count of three, we both start nibbling. I thought that was funny. He's so stupid. That, but... that is a good line. <laughs> that wasn't were, mine. What were <laughs> but you I, but Maybe that was the one where I laughed. Mm. Maybe. So there were two lines that I liked. One was Janet says, there's only one thing that makes you have self-control with us. It's us. Mm-hmm. I liked that. Mm-hmm. And then I liked it when she said, the birds and the bees tell their kids about Jack Tripper. Two very solid funny. Janet lines. Yeah. I thought that was, re- I thought that line was very funny. That is why I love Janet. She's a straight man. Yeah. She's, she's awesome. I loved her hair in this episode. I loved her outfit. She's underrated, I think. I think the blonde roommates always overshadow her. Right. 
well, it, then it becomes like this Betty and Veronica thing. But did they did they at any point like hook up with each other? Any of them? It's a sensitive topic for me, okay. but no, they did they did not at any right. point. It was platonic <laughs> the whole right. time. Right. I thought they should have ended up together, but it's fine. So all people want really when they watch a comedy is love. Yes, John Ritter had a spinoff though with um, called Three's a Crowd. Right. Yes, I remember that. John Ritter is very, very cute. He's very funny. He's very charming. He carries the show. To see him with two female roommates is very endearing. Like oh, really? when he has to get roommates and these two women want to move in and and it's like oh my god like jack can you like how i'm the biggest horn dog can i live with two women and i don't know something like that like they both answer an ad and well and it's him i don't know if you remember this i feel like it's a scene that often plays in i don't know montages or when people are alluding uh to three's company it's him asleep in the bathtub and then uh-huh. they walk in, but essentially it was Janet and Chrissy who lived together and they needed a roommate and Jack. Oh, okay. So I, again, take away everything I said. Maybe you're thinking out. of new girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, go so on. Far. I want to hear. So they but, uh, lived together and they needed, oh, and was he like. He needed a place to stay, but the Ropers wouldn't allow him. Right. He's like, I'll be a perfect gentleman. Like. Right? Like, and then it was like, Jack, like, you can't be a perfect gentleman. You're too horny. And like, no, that wasn't a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of. of. But but (laughs) what happens is the Ropers are like, Jack can't live here because he's a guy living with two girls. Everyone's going to be having orgies every night. And they say Jack is gay. And that's the end of the episode. Yes. Oh, God. You know what? Can you just edit out everything I said (laughs) for the past five minutes? Because I I now totally remember. Mm -hmm. Yes. My friends wrote a song called, I said, Groovy Man. And the lyrics were, lives, this is Mr. Furley, lives upstairs from Janet. Jack and Chrissy thinks Jack's gay. So he calls him a sissy. Okay, Has well, no clue what's really going down. Jack is banging nearly every girl in town. Wow. He's totally groovy. His style is correct. Something, 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 and a scarf around his neck. I don't ask much of you, but I do respect. I don't ask much of you, but I do expect for you to show Mr. Furley some respect. It's a good song. I'm rapping it, but it is really a punk song. Also, oh Mr. God. Furley wasn't in this episode. No. No, Sometimes so I, ass- I assume you like the Furley episodes more than the Rover ones. I mean, no, I, I don't <laughs> like any of them, but I thought, oh, maybe I'll have a Don Knotts moment. It, it made no difference to me. Mm. I'm so sorry again. No, I – look, I had a good time. I think I enjoyed this <laughs> conversation more than the actual episode, honestly. Oh, thank you. Well, I should hope so because <laughs> – that episode, why is it your comfort show? Is it just because it reminds you of being young? I found it I found it funny as a child mm-hmm. who I didn't have a lot of things to compare it to. Right. So I grew up watching it. No, I don't find it particularly laugh out loud funny anymore. I just watch right. it because I'm it you know, I'm so used to it. Yeah, and, and it does make you feel warm. I think a lot of people have that with that show and a lot of other shows. There's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. at all. 
I want to take a super quick break from this conversation to talk about something life-saving. Do not fast forward. This will not take long. In 2003, the world lost John Ritter to a tragically misdiagnosed thoracic aortic dissection. Although preventable, thousands of people of all ages and backgrounds die every year due to the lack of awareness of this critical medical emergency. To shine a much-needed light on thoracic aortic disease, John's wife, Amy Yazbek, established the John Ritter Foundation for Aortic Health. Now in its 20th year, the foundation continues to raise awareness by sharing vital information with medical providers, at-risk families, and the often ill-informed and underdeserved communities across the globe. The John Ritter Foundation will continue to make its life-saving impact through scientific research, education, and advocacy. Please visit thejohnritterfoundation.org to donate and learn more about if you or someone you love is at risk. Oh, I also thought it was funny when Janet was talking to Grace and she was, Grace was telling her about the cruise, the cruise that he went on, that she met him on and Janet was answering everything. And she was like, oh, so you know about the cruise? She was like, no, well, that was the weekend Jack went missing. Yeah. I thought that was funny. <laughs> Again, another Janet line. I know. And I think it's like a funny, I don't know. Like, I think that's a funny premise for an episode. <laughs> I like, can't find Jack. Oh, yeah. Well, we didn't talk about the fact that women lost the Battle of Wills. Which was kind of Janet's fault. Because she opened the door for she Jack opened, to fall in. She opened the door. I thought he just fell in. I thought it was I like th- a swinging door. Yeah, I think because she, she was pushing and he was trying oh. to hold her back and then she pulled out. But oh, I see. I liked how – I thought it would have been funny – not funny, but I think it would have been a fair ending if Jack and Chrissy went behind Janet's back and they were like, look, let's just on the count of yeah. three. You That's know? a way better ending. Way better ending. Look, what yeah. messages what messaging is that? That women <laughs> suck. That we we have to eat. <laughs> we can't help it. We must eat. Or maybe I think the writers were trying to do a lose-lose because Right, yeah. Nobody really won. Technically Chrissy lost, but Jack lost get laid. Yeah. Yes. It was a lose-lose. I get what they did. I get what they did. And then tag scene where Mrs. Roper tries to hypnotize Stanley. Yes. And I liked it that he laughed. Yes. (laughs) And that's it. That's my – no, I wrote, yeah, no winners in this episode. What a shocker. (laughs) But he still won the bet, but it doesn't matter because the bet was about him getting – having sex and yeah I it would have been nice if there was a prize something that totally. they're working towards but <laughs> guess not the, that's three's company for you before we go I do have one question for you Leslie what is your favorite sitcom I mean I think guess it's friends but what was the show that you watched growing up like in the in the late 70s early 80s yeah love the Cosby show oh, I loved um Punky Brewster mm-hmm. and the Cosby show and growing pains and the Muppet show and silver spoons, all of those shows. And then some that were just only one or two seasons living dolls with oh. a very young Leah Remini. Oh my yeah. God. That show was about they, models living together. They piloted oh, so <laughs> living dolls on an episode of who's the boss where I don't know if you yes. know Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She was oh Sam's God. friend. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, right. So anything that had like, you know, an Alyssa Milano or like 
a cool teenage girl, I loved Charles in Charge. And I fucking loved Facts of Life. Probably Facts of Life made, like, I think that one I was like a never miss. Yeah. Thank you, Leslie, for taking the time to watch a show that you hate and talking about a show that you hate. I I love TV. I love TV. I love talking about it. The TV you write is incredible, so. Oh, well, I hope I write more of it. I'm waiting. I'm I'm waiting. I'm your I'm your number one fan. Not your number one fan, but I'm I'm a fan. I'm a very big fan. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. This is so fun. I also like thought you were a boy. I don't know why. I think because like Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. And so it's exciting to me that you're like that you're not. Like I'm so relieved. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with a boy doing this podcast. I think I just was like, oh, Joss, Joss Whedon. It's going to be a boy who, like, loves, like, talking about, like, old TV shows and that's cool. Like, so I'm glad that you're you. Thank (laughs) you. And fun fact, I get a lot of emails from older men that are mad that I have a Three's Company podcast. (laughs) So Why? I feel like there's a sense of ownership for that demographic. Uh, Get a life. Because I wasn't alive and I also don't really yeah (laughs) that is so I'm sorry after you turn 16 uh, with a grace period of 21 you're not allowed to do that anymore that's really dumb you can be like sorry bye or just yeah I don't know sorry you can create your own podcast if you want yeah it's fine there's enough space for everyone but (laughs) that alive people are so cute (laughs) thank you everyone again for listening and be sure to tune in next week as we talk about season three episode five